Hey friends, I came across a post on social media that really affected me, so I wanted to share it with all of you here on the podcast. It's from Dr. Joe Whittington, who's known online as Dr. Joe. You may know his work. He shared the top five wishes of the dying. Normally, I skip over stuff like this because I find it tends to be clickbaity and cliche, and I've never really appreciated statements like, no one on their deathbed wishes they'd worked more late nights at the office. It's like, yeah, of course not. But how is that sentiment meant to make a person feel who isn't in a position to just quit their job simply because, hey, life is short, let's not spend time doing things we hate. Sometimes knowing that what we're doing isn't what we actually wish we were doing doesn't motivate us to change. It just makes us feel worse. Life advice that doesn't take into consideration all of the very real parameters and circumstances in a person's life isn't worth much, in my humble opinion. I'm all for raising our consciousness around the preciousness and the fleetingness of life to make sure we're actually here while we're here and making the most of whatever situation or set of challenges we find ourselves in, in the midst of it all. But I do avoid guilt-inducing misguided advice for life as a rule. For whatever reason, this post really got me. I clicked, I read it, and you know what? There's a lot of depth and poignancy and wisdom in this list. It's a list worth reading and sharing. So let's dig into it. These are the five wishes of the dying. Wish number one. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not what others expected. The word that really struck me here was courage. I've heard this sentiment expressed all over the place, but I hear it more often framed up like a directive, like don't care so much about what other people think, just be yourself. And it's just not realistic to tell someone not to care or to declare for yourself, oh, I don't care what anyone else thinks of me. We all care. Let's be clear. We all care. We can't help it. We are affected by each other. We all naturally judge ourselves and others. It's how we make sense of the world around us. And it's how we come to know ourselves. Now, how lost versus aware of our judgmentalness we are is what really matters. But we do care about how others perceive us and what they think about us. When we get caught up to the point where someone else's opinion or approval matters so much that we don't feel free to disappoint them or choose on behalf of our own soul how we want to live and express ourselves, then it's like, we're losing ourselves. This is something we really have to keep in check. Honoring our truth, living authentically, this deeply affects our quality of life. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, 
not what others expected. It really does take courage to live our truth. It's not something that just happens naturally for us in our conditioned lives. We get the opposite messaging from day one. Live in accordance with expectations. If your truth goes against those expectations, push it down, negotiate with it, change it. It takes great courage to live our truth. And living our truth is what makes for a meaningful life. Wish number two. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I appreciate this one because it feels more honest than the typical rhetoric we touched on before. This idea that you'll never regret taking a vacation on your deathbed. Yeah, no kidding. But this statement, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. What I hear underneath it is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard at things that didn't even matter that much or things that weren't even aligned with my standards and my life's vision. I hear it also as, I wish I hadn't given my energy away without consciously considering what I was giving it to. Or I wish I'd known how valuable my own energy is. I wish I'd felt more connected to my true worth. I wish I'd held a little more back for myself. I heard an interview once with a money coach and she described a client who struggled to save money. And what they uncovered together was the programming her client was raised with around meals. She was told to clean her plate. It was rude and it got her into trouble to leave food on the plate. So with money, whenever it came in, she felt compelled to spend it. It felt wrong to her to have some leftover. Working hard can be beautiful when we're working hard on our legacy work, when we're working hard on something deeply meaningful. But like everything else in our lives, we have to stay awake. It can become habitual to overgive, to give our time and energy away to things that don't actually feed us. We want to be qualifying our decisions, not here and there, but constantly throughout our days and throughout our lives. Wish number three, I wish I would have expressed how I truly felt. This one made me tear up. Khalil Gibran wrote, between what is said and not meant and what is meant and not said, most of love is lost. We struggle so much to express how we truly feel. Sometimes we even struggle to express it to ourselves. This is why freedom is such a profound part of healing. Healing is about feeling freed up to express what needs to be expressed, to really let people know that we love them, to be brave enough to show up for difficult conversations when we're hurt instead of walking away from someone and closing the door, to care about ourselves enough to speak up or fight for what matters to us. Expressing how we truly feel can mean not pretending things are okay when they're not okay. It can mean disrupting the peace. It can mean not swallowing the anger or the pain just because it could lead to a falling out to say what needs to be said. 
This is often part of a deeper process where saying the hard thing is not the end of the relationship, but is actually the beginning of healing the relationship and making it authentic. When I read this one on Dr. Joe's list, I flashed back to that old James Taylor lyric, shower the people you love with love, tell them the way that you feel. It sounds so simple, but it's not, is it? And with all the noise now, the fragmented state of our collective attention, the crisis of loneliness and divisiveness in modern day society, it's harder and harder to override our resistance and risk the vulnerability to express our care and our love to the people we care and love. It seems so strange when you spell it out like this, but it's real. It's tragic. This assumption that the other person knows so we don't need to say it. We do need to say it. Saying it, expressing it matters. I wish I would have expressed how I truly felt. That is a heartbreaking regret to have at your time of death. Reading this one was a powerful reminder to me to push myself away from assumption and toward actually taking action. Taking the time to send the note, make the call, Look the person in the eyes and just tell them, I love you. I appreciate you. You make my life better. I'm thinking of you. You matter so much to me. I'm so grateful for you. Wish number four. I wish I would have stayed in touch with friends more. Oof, I already feel this one, but not from the deathbed just from being smack dab in the current all the time, feeling busy, feeling so easily carried away and feeling, I don't know, is passive the right word? Like I allow other things to fill up the gaps in my schedule too easily. And I don't always fight as hard as I could to see the friends I care about. Also, I tend to self-isolate when things are difficult in my life. So Rather than seek people out, I retreat, and that can also make this very complicated. Friendship is one of the riches of life. I feel like one of the reasons loneliness is an epidemic is because it's really hard to make friends and hold on to them. Loneliness is still constantly chronically framed up as the result of not having romantic partnership in our lives, but really it's about feeling unknown feeling unseen, feeling disconnected. When we don't prioritize forging friendships and maintaining, feeding the ones we already are blessed to have, it deeply impacts our quality of life. It's terrifyingly easy to let the demands in our everyday life cancel our plans or to regard plans with friends as a luxury and then allow other emergencies to take precedence. I wish I would have stayed in touch with friends more. This was a wake-up call when I read it. I wasn't expecting it on the list. It hit me very hard and very tenderly. Wish number five. I wish I would have let myself be happier. Did the same word jump out for you in this one as it did for me? It's the word let. I wish I would have let myself be happier. Not, I wish I'd felt happier, or I wish there'd been more happiness in my life. I wish I would have let myself be happier. Wow. 
Maybe being at the end of your life makes it easier to take responsibility for your choices. I'm not sure. There's so much deflecting of this when we're midstream thinking we've got time. Ralph Marston wrote, happiness is a choice, not a result. Nothing will make you happy until you choose to be happy. No person will make you happy unless you decide to be happy. Your happiness will not come to you. It can only come from you. Have you ever experienced this? The feeling that you're blocking your own happiness, like it's right there, but somehow you can't step over your own crap and just reach out and take it. I remember I was at a friend's wedding once, and at some point late into the evening, we caught up with each other, and I told her, congratulations, the cake was so yummy, and she said, oh, I'm relieved to hear that, I haven't had any yet. That really feels like the ultimate metaphor, doesn't it? When we can't eat the cake at our own party, eat the cake. It's okay. It's okay if it gets on your dress. It's okay if you need to talk with your mouth full. Don't let your own party, your own life fly by without having some cake and some happiness. Allow your own happiness, your own joy to take root and bloom in your life. Figure out the ingredients, figure out the hindrances. And then let yourself do whatever is required so that there's room and resonance with these positive emotions. Wasn't this such a powerful list? It wasn't what I was expecting. If you're like me and you like to read a good list in addition to listening to a good list, you can find a transcript of this particular episode on my Medium account, maryawelch.medium.com. And I'm also going to link it through my Instagram at maryawelchofficial. Lastly, friends, if you're listening to this recording in early February 2024, I just want to remind you that I have a free offering on my homepage right now, which is going away very soon. It's a manifestation guide. I had a lot of fun putting it together, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please hop over to marywelch.com because, yeah, won't be there much longer. I hope this episode was powerfully, poignantly motivating for you. And I hope you'll have a beautiful week, and I'll talk again with you real soon.